Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. <laughs> yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's everyone and welcome to couples therapy my name is naomi my name is andy and we're a real life couple (laughs) life couple of comedians and on couples therapy we answer a couple of different questions from a couple of different listeners now i'm gonna tell you this (laughs) we have just finished recording an episode with a guest that is sure to delight so my energy's high Mm -hmm. my energy's high i'm coming in just feeling good yeah so that's fun that's fun that's new that's exciting that's different an episode and uh while we recorded none of the Animals pissed on the ground. <laughs> these animals, we got two, we got three animals, two of these animals pissing on the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't understand why it feels personal. It feels like an attack. Well, when Mabel does it, it's like you could just tap us. Right. She just like decides to just be like, eh, whatever. Yeah, she literally, but then what she does too is like, I don't even think Mabel's ashamed of it because she will like do it and then just go about her business. Like she'll literally just pee on the floor and then she'll just go into another room. And then when we discover the pee, because this thing, we always discover it later. We don't catch her the act. We discover it later. She looks at us like, well, what? Yeah. What did you think was going to happen here? Yeah. And I'm like, what I thought was you would do what you do most of the time, which is tap me on the leg, make me get up 
and then run to the door. That's how I know. I said, pull out your lassie sense. All right? Lead no, no, no. me to it. No, no. She's like, you can't stop me. You can't. She said, I couldn't wait you for you. You can't stop me. You can't shame me. She said, I can't wait for you. She said, I cannot wait. <laughs> and it's like, okay, rude. And then Primly, just fully... You walking know, into the litter room, walking into, we have a little closet where the there litter are two box litter boxes goes. and just fully like, not all the time, just like maybe now twice a week, just peeing on the ground and just being like, yeah, okay, I did it. This is one of the most skittish animals, but you know what he will not run from? You yelling at him and staring at him as he pisses. <laughs> Be going, Prembley, no, Prembley. And he just goes, I said what I said. And what I said was I'm peeing on this floor. Yeah. I can't <sighs> look. I can't I go into a public bathroom to pee without creating a like negative bubble, like stepping into another dimension and surrounding yeah. myself with yeah. it. And Prembley just full on whizzing, full on whizzing, full on whizzing. It's so rude. It's so rude. So we're just trying to deal with that. I keep saying, well, we're not getting this deposit back. <laughs> we need to leave this apartment. The yeah, way these damn animals acting out. We shouldn't even be saying this on recorded media. The landlord gonna find this and go. I heard what happened. But you know what? We living in it right now. We you know don't what? know why. And yes, tr- we have looked it up. It's like, is he acting out? Does he have a UTI? Does he have honey? We have a recheck. It could just also be his like, you know, we're managing his triaditis. It, so it could be part of that. He has a recheck in a week. Andy thinks that he's doing it because he's mad because, you know, we have to like swaddle him and give him syringes twice a day. And Andy goes, oral syringes. Or, yeah, oral syringes to, uh, to put the medicine in his throat. And and Andy's like, well, maybe he's doing because he's mad at us. And I was like, if this cat is choosing to pee on the floor six to eight hours after he's been syringed, I can't have pets. Okay, because that's a kind of petty. That's a kind of holding on that I did not think animals were capable of. Naomi, these are your and children. If this, and if this is what he does then I may have to rethink pet parenthood because no. I didn't think they held on to stuff and then said, you know what? I'm going to wait till my bladder nice and full and I'm going to... I'm going to look you right in the face. They learned it from watching you. They understand pettiness from you. I didn't think that, I didn't think that my pettiness was transferable to, to creatures. They're your children. I didn't think they Naomi. were transferable They're to your children. It's exactly like that drug commercial. I learned it from watching you. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. Naomi, <sighs> my dear, before we get into today's episode, we have a couple things. Remember last episode where we were like, hey, what happens when your therapist dies? Yes, yes, with the wonderful Rachel Lee Cook. Yes. Uh, we, we, we thought, like, they should call everyone, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. someone wrote in, hi, Andy and Naomi, I'm a big fan of the pod and a couples therapist myself. Ooh, okay, we got a professional? I wanted to offer you all a little more info about what happens to clients when a therapist dies. It's kind of odd. I'm attaching a voice memo explaining, so I want to play this voice memo. But first, they also wrote... Also, I sort of met you two at the Ask Rana Lonely Hearts Valentine show. Hmm. I oh, we always love uh, an Ask Rana. Crossover. We love a crossover. Well, yeah, I was one of the listeners who played celebrity. We were backstage, quote unquote, because it was online. It was, yeah, yeah, it was online. So backstage means we were in, in the a back Zoom. of the Zoom, a little <laughs> private Zoom room. And I want to tell you both what a fan I am of this podcast. I didn't want to be weird, and my social anxiety got the best of me. You wouldn't have been weird. We would have loved it. You know, we would have loved it. I'm happy to have the chance to say now that I love your show as a relationship therapist. I think you give great advice. Ah, okay, okay. We have been co-signed. Uh, we have been co-signed by a professional. And I love your normalization of therapy and couples therapy in particular. Thanks for all you do. I don't know if they want their name. So, okay. But, okay. Why don't you play that voice memo now? Hi, Andy and Naomi. I'm Sierra. I am a big fan of your podcast. And I am also a couples therapist. 
I was listening to your episode, your last episode with Rachel Lee Cook, and I had to pause and let you all know what happens when a therapist dies. So Andy, you are correct. Someone goes through their client list and lets their active clients know, but there is a little bit more to it than that. If you work at an agency or um, a group practice, then it's no problem. You're you know, one of your colleagues can access your client list and that's fine. But if you are in private practice, nobody else is allowed to see your client list. That would be a breach of their confidentiality. So as a therapist in private practice, what we have to do is select someone and put them as we create a therapeutic will saying, okay, if I pass away, I have designated this person. They are allowed to have access to my client list. They will go through and contact everybody. And then I have to put that in my intake paperwork so that clients sign it and agree like their confidentiality would be violated, but they are consenting to it. The weird part, I mean, it's all kind of weird, but the weird part is this has to be someone with some distance from you. Because they are going to have to, if you die, you know, tell 20 to 30 people and hold space for all those feelings. So they can't really do that if they are also actively grieving you. So we have to find someone who is removed enough that they wouldn't be like that upset if we died and basically approach them and say like, hey, we know who each other are, but we don't really care about each other So we'll be okay if the other one dies. Do you want to agree to be the one to call all of my clients and I'll do it for you too? So I thought you two would want to know that like extra little bit for those of us in private practice, it's kind of weird. And a lot of us just haven't made one because who wants to ask someone that? Um, So if we died, no, no one would call our clients. All right. Thanks so much for the podcast. Love you both. Bye. Okay. I am screaming. (laughs) Okay, as far, I, first I screamed at therapeutic will, but then once you say it, it's got to be because I get because it does make sense, right? You mm-hmm. can't have somebody sobbing, calling up a bunch of other people, being like, no, "I have to tell you." So then, to me, I'm like, "So what you do? You go to your Starbucks barista and you go, you see me every day, you know who I is, but you don't care. Do you mind calling twenty to forty people when things go down in my life?" I smell. Look, it's a capitalistic hellscape, but I smell a, a business cooking. <laughs> Oh my God, that's pretty. You know what, Andy? We're gonna have to trademark that right now. This is time stamped. All right, people who do this for people because that is crazy. Because who do you ask? Because you I ask think, Therapeutic Will Inc. I know, but it's but it's got to no, be. That's what I'm saying. This I is my new business. I understand, but my thinking is because it's such a catch. Because certainly the person can't know you well enough. That makes sense. However, they gotta be somewhat close to you to be willing to do it because you've given them a job and you've given them a job that is going to be difficult because they are breaking bad news to people and who knows what that response is going to be like. So it's like a mostly stranger is going to be like, I want to do all that for somebody I don't know. But then obviously somebody who knows you well can't do it. So yeah, so then no one knows. Maybe so the company, no one finds out. Maybe the company's called Breaking Bad parentheses news. I think it's just called Breaking Bad News. That is wild. Thank you so much for telling us this. I have been given so much to think about, so much that I didn't even consider. (laughs) This is wild. Wild. No wonder people don't know what's going on. It is crazy, Naomi. But do you know what else is crazy? Some of the dating stories we get in the reviews. Oh, yeah. People are still bringing it, bringing us the fight. And I'll tell you this, our rating did go up. We were at 4.7. I know we're at 4.8. And that is because of the five-star reviews with dating stories that people are bringing. So 
there's change. You are making change with every five-star review with either a compliment or a terrible date story or both. Yeah. Look, look, folks. There's not a lot in the world you can control. I've learned this through therapy. But you know what you can control? Giving us a five-star review on <laughs> iTunes or a- Apple Podcast now. Apple Podcast. I got so used to calling it iTunes for like a decade. Uh, and sharing a story of the worst person you ever dated or the worst date you ever gone on. Yeah, absolutely. Damn, do you want to read this one? Yes, I do. Okay, this one. First of all, it's titled Love the Pod. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Been debating which bad date story to share, but here we go. I was once in a situationship with a man who thought it was, quote, not a big deal, end quote, to conceal carry a gun to a bar and then got arrested, leaving me stranded with his friend. I had no idea he had said gun, but I had to call my mom to come get me at the friend's house. I was 26, and this was before the days of readily available Ubers. Oh, Oh, no. <laughs> hey, if I only sh- they lived in uh, Florida 2023, that wouldn't I be a problem. Terrified. This information has terrified me. Um, what's, the, what's the terrifying part? <laughs> oh, the person just having a gun, not telling you, then also bringing that gun to the bar. You know, it was like, what were you prepared to do at the bar? What were you about? What if we got into a fight at trivia? I said, you come to the bar with a gun, it's changing the whole tenor of the game. I said, I wanted bottom shelf. You gave me McAllen. <laughs> He's ready to... <laughs> He's ready to fight you for giving him something good. Mm. And that checks out. That's... You don't want to have to pay the, uh, the 12 pounds. Now, this here's... happened in England, by the way. I was, gonna say, I was like, not at all. But then also, you said your mom had to come get you. Now, I want to know, did, did you tell mom the situation in... Like, in full or were you just like hey my date bailed on me or did you say he had a gun and did you get like a real bad lecture because i feel like that's like even more because it's like what kind of gun is it a handgun is it an uzi probably a handgun if you can conceal carry unless you know he's get he's wearing you know many layers of trench coats a little tiny snub nose thing is it a walter i don't want to know james bond fan you're just giving gun specifics the point is i'm so happy you're out of there i'm so happy you're on the other side and living a full life Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of a full life, Naomi. Do you know what gives us a full life? Today's app? Ep- today's episode. Today's episode. Yes, today's episode. Now this is fun because basically Andy and I are a fan of this person and basically say, Will you come talk to us? Okay. Really, really cold call vibes. Really came out of nowhere being like, hey, we want to be close. And that person is artist Bill Krasafi. Mm-hmm. Now we love Bill Krasafi. Uh He's an artist who lives and works in Chicago, makes really cool. I mean, we're talking multimedia, costumes, prints, paintings, all of it. Plushes. Plushes. And uh, I came to know of him via Instagram during lockdown and just became addicted. So uh, if you ever are interested, go to at Bill Safi, B-I-L-L-S-A-F-I, and just, I mean, my God, you'll love it. I Andy got me a print of his for... Was it my birthday or Christmas? They're so close. So one of those. Um, and it holds a special place in the house and in my heart. Uh, you can also go to BillCrisafi.com, B-I-L-L-C-R-I-S-A-F-I.com. You can buy artwork. You can see when a show's going up. Just get into it, okay? Because we are really into Bill's work. Aren't we? We're into mm-hmm. Bill's work. 100%. 1,000%. So you know what? 1 million percent. Without further ado. Yep. Roll it! 
This is big. Like, Bill, you are the first in a long time, I would say, person where it's like, we're a fan of your art, but we don't know the we don't know you behind the work, right? I know. So it's just like my <laughs> obsession with toads and spooky. <laughs> oh my god, I should have brought in and showed Bill my print. My bye bitch print. <laughs> oh, you know, it's hanging on the wall. I meant to bring it so I could hold it up. But that's really what started for me, you know, um, just the bye bitch, because that's something mm-hmm. I say all the time. And But then I was like, we don't know. We don't know what mm-hmm. we're getting. You know what I mean? Like, we're just here looking at the for art sure. screaming. Uh-huh. And so thank you for coming. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> where? I mean, I don't even know where to start because I, I don't know anything about you. Again, okay. I, I have uh, the medium of your art. Mm-hmm. Is between well, your art acts as a medium between me and you as a human being. So, but I don't totally. know what's, behi- what's behind you. What's behind <laughs> it? Well, it's just me. Um, I born in December. I'm a Capricorn. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I, well, I think specifically, um, I I don't know if you've like looked back at my Instagram like maybe a few years ago. Um, my art's changed quite a bit, and like sort of. Um, a result of like the pandemic and um my mom um has sort of well in the past couple years she actually like while we were in lockdown or right after lockdown maybe was diagnosed with like a an aggressive lung cancer um so like and i was kind of getting like in this weird headspace anyway i moved um in 2018 to chicago um and i i felt like my art was changing or like i needed it to like it i don't know i just felt like a like I, I was getting really frustrated and I think like to make something a little, even though like I still kind of, I flip flop, like I still do more whimsical kind of more like not serious work, but still just more like fantasy, like not like really jokey or whatever, or comical, I guess, like outwardly comical. Um, but I, I needed that, you know, to kind of just like, uh, switch to just like making, you know, making, putting smiles on people's faces, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, and it was really helpful for me. So I'm, I'm rolling with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a lot. Uh, I think a lot of the pandemic (laughs) made a lot of people be like, Oh, um, I need something that's not grim in my life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. But also Um, though, you were using it to work through things. Were you always using your work to Look at process? On her. Do you know what I mean? Were you like always yeah. using it to process? Because wow. I say this again, um, obviously not visual artists, but you know, also too, like I think obviously you're a performer too. There's a performance element sure. most certainly, mm-hmm. let alone, you know, the other stuff you do. But that feeling of, you know, once you choose to make this your career, mm-hmm. it changes the stakes of the work and how oh, fun totally. it can be. Right. And how fun mm-hmm. you let it. Oh, be. my God. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how, you know, t- like, what is that process like for you? The ability to divorce <gasps> some of the creation from the outcome and all that kind of stuff. Right. James Lipton, Naomi. Well, you were really. Honey, we're inside the studio. <laughs> we're with an artist. Okay. We have a visual artist and I feel like I have got to bring it. Yes. No, I love it. Um, well, I'm like, I'm a pretty perfect person and never hard on myself. So Uh (laughs) no, I'm, uh, constantly, it's such a struggle. Um, so kind of moving into making it a career has definitely been very difficult just because like, um, and specifically too on social media, um, your audience informs your work. I feel like, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you, I could sit 
down and draw something that I really love that took me hours and hours to do. And then like, people are like, Oh, that's nice. And then I draw, you know, a funny frog in like, you know, 20 minutes and, and, you know, well, not, I don't know. So it's, that's hard because then it like <laughs> it messes with you a little bit, yeah. but it's okay. I still try to find time to, um, to, you know, uh, flip flop between both, you know, um, things that make me happy, I guess, like with, you know, the, um, more, I, I guess you can call it like memeable art. I don't really know what to call it where there's like a little punchline or something with it. Um, or like something that's just a little bit more labor intensive and more about the process rather than the outcome for me. Um, but wait, does that bring you enjoyment? Even if it's something that is, cause I think of the, I, I'm going to try to think of the parallels as like Naomi doing a kind of populist movie on Netflix or something like that versus mm -hmm. her yeah. stand up, like something that's, a, that's, that, that gets more eyes on it. But is less indicative of who I am. If Naomi does a movie for Netflix or something like that, that maybe is not uh -huh. her comedic tastes, but has more eyes on it and still makes people. Mm -hmm. And then people know I yeah. exist, which is its own. <laughs> totally. No, like its I, own all journey. of it. No, all of it is good. I, I do. All of it gives me joy in some way. I think um, what the hardest is, is for me, um, monetizing it in a way where it's like, okay, now what product will this work on? Or like, what do, what are people looking for? Which is fine. I mean, I love, I, I really do love getting like a sample of something in and seeing it like in a new form, like the stuffed animals or something or, um, and that was really fun to work on because it took like, you know, a, a back and forth between me and like this middleman company that then go, you know, communicates to a factory and showing me samples and stuff. And that was really cool. So I think it just like, it, it feels like you get pressure put on you for that sort of a thing. And then having to think of like, Oh, how many colors are in this? And like, can it be a t-shirt? And if it is a t-shirt with this many colors, am I, like, is, is that going to, are you going to make any money? Because that costs more to make. So it's, I don't know. It's just like Bill, those parts of it. I'm like, <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you, we're venturing into that. The listeners are clamoring for couples therapy, branded butt plugs. Don't, I, I don't know. It. I don't, I don't understand it. it. <laughs> Naomi is sex negative. I'm sex neutral. So, mm -hmm. it, it, but having to like our, our and our wonderful booker Mimi is doing the research uh -huh. to figure it out. But uh, yes, that is a whole new dimension into it. Once you have yeah. someone else that we're uh, is now right. uh, interpreting your totally. art in some way. Mm -hmm. or I live for a butt plug. Go for it. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, okay, wait. You live for it. Hold on. Yeah. What maybe. is the like? Tell shit. We don't know anything about outside of like what they look like like shape like it has to have a flared end that's all i know i kept saying it needs to have a flared sure. end you can't have it get lost in there totally i would just i mean i i think the best thing to do is like you want to research the quality and make sure i mean why not get in some samples you can you know that's true maybe test them out who knows <laughs> are we talking are we talking metal are we talking some kind of a uh, silicone perhaps silicone? would probably yeah, be better yeah. glass totally <laughs> Glass yeah. is pretty, but seems so. I, I honestly, yeah, I honestly think just get in a few samples and see which ones you guys gravitate towards, and then, or maybe even do a poll on Instagram or something. There I love we go. Yes, Will knows how to poll. use the internet. There yes. we yeah, yeah. I'm very big on a poll to get what you know to get opinions, <laughs> and then at the end, I'm sometimes just like, well, I'm still going to do what I want. <laughs> but, <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, uh -huh. now here's a question. Okay, because we're back to James Lipton. Yes. yes, I'm back to Lipton because again, because obviously, like, we could get into the intricacies of just like the artist's way. You Call know, Naomi Ice Tea because mm -hmm. she's going Lipton. Okay, great. Um, but 
you know, of course, because on Couples Therapy, we are going to be answering people's questions. You know, they've come to us. Totally. You know? So, like, mm-hmm. I want to get your backstory with regard to that. You know, again, you're having fun as an artist. Your work, as you said, has that whimsy, has that joke. But at the same time, like, especially the costuming stuff. And, like, it seems like it mm-hmm. takes a long time. It's very time totally. intensive. Are you a... <laughs> um, are you a tortured artist? When you're in your process, you're like, don't talk to me. I'm working. Are you a tortured artist? No, no but it's like, I, how do you approach it? Like, I feel like when I'm kind of working on something, yeah. I'm like, shut up, shut up, leave me alone. No, I, well, I mean, yeah, I guess I get, I, I get into like a, a, a total work mode sometimes. Specifically, so the costuming and the and making masks and stuff is sort of my last like non-monetized form of art, which I, so I really do love it, but it, um, and it, it takes so long to do. And then like, um, so I don't really get to do it that often anymore, except my partner and I, um, in October did a, um, did a, sorry, an exhibit at a museum, like a, an evening exhibit at a museum where I made like eight masks and he made, um, gowns and things and we had it all displayed in their atrium. And so that was the first time I've ever done anything like multiples at, you know, multiple things at the same time. And it was very intense. I gave myself like, uh, acid reflux and I just had so many like intestinal issues <laughs> because I was so stressed out but it was total I mean it ended up being beautiful and it went off without a hitch and so and we're doing another one this coming June so um and when I'm working on that stuff it's just basically like sitting and sculpting something or whatever for hours on end and then I don't know I, I'm not really like I, I I like to have um I'm not very tortured, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, I, I don't get mean or anything. No, you're never throwing a brick Just, through a window in anger. <laughs> no, but I, so immediately when I go to my studio, I was t- talking to, laughing with Hogan about this because we share a studio space and like I'll put on a pair of like, uh, platform high heels when I first get there and just like walk around, look at things, maybe try on some of my costumes and then sit down and start working or work with the heels. I don't know. Just you have to have fun while you're doing it. Otherwise yeah. it's not going to, you know, translate maybe. I, I like that. For I like that anyway. idea of like yeah. putting on uh, the uniform in some sense yeah. and, and like uh-huh. letting that kind of settle you into a kind of artistic mode. Totally. Whereas me, I just sit at a fucking, <laughs> I was going to say typewriter. <laughs> Typewriter. I do this old school. I sit at my keyboard and then like fuck around on Twitter for ninety years yeah. before I like type mm-hmm. a sentence. Totally. No, mm-hmm. I get that too. Though I mean, it's easy to get distracted. I'm very, I'm a very distracted person a lot. I'll put on a corset and just like go sit in a corner for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> no, I like that. But it's fun. It it's all fun. It's it all physically fun. changes you yeah. in certain sets, right? To- exactly. And I do the art of transformation. Is a I, I love that. It's one of my favorites. So. Absolutely. Um, now you working with your partner, uh, much like Andy and I mm-hmm. do. When I say we're fools, yes. Why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> Did it, you, putting on this show that you guys had most recently was that mm-hmm. your first time collaborating to that extent, or is this always been part of the process? To that extent, yeah. Um, so we over the years, he's done. He was showing in New York Fashion Week um, prior to the pandemic. Uh, he had like I think it was three or four shows. I can't remember, but. Um, I, I had done illustrations for like each one of those, which was easy. It was just like he told me what he either he told me what he wanted or like an idea. And then I would sketch out a few things. And then he took those and either had them embroidered onto garments or he had these really beautiful silks printed with, you know, flowers that I drew on them. Wait, is Hogan's um, last name Prada? <laughs> no, it's McLaughlin. Okay. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and so. 
Um, this so this time I had recently, not recently, like right. It was during the pandemic that I I had moved my studio into his, and we started sharing the space. Um, my lease was up, and it was kind of further. It was a lot further away from our house than this one is. Um, and so it's been great, though. We we go into work, and we like don't talk to each other for the whole day. We put in our earphones and like ignore each other. We do, I That's like good. we spend so much time together because we're you know making our own schedules and stuff so like even when we go to the gym together i'll like we both pretend like we don't know each other (laughs) when we're like walking you know what i mean i don't know so it's it it works out well is that also part of the romantic like we're gonna pretend we don't know each other and that's gonna Mm -hmm. yeah i'll give him like a little like kind of like i don't know i i do like bits all the time and so i'm always doing a bit like looking over at him or something. I don't know. <laughs> being, being, an, being an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Bits. <laughs> mm-hmm. Always a bit. So wait, how did, how do you and Hogan meet? Um, so we met through Instagram. Oh, um, oh interesting. Yes. Um, we, we were both, uh, kind of ran in the same circle of artists. Um, kind of like, I don't know the, with a darker aesthetic and things like that. And we've, so we knew each other for a long time, um, and spoke, you know, here and there, but he was in Boston for a wedding and I persuaded him to come watch the blood moon eclipse with my friends and I, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, we were, we were supposed to watch it like in a cemetery or something. And it ended up being like at the waterfront or, or I'm pretty sure. We watched at the water, and then I kissed him, and then mm-hmm. he moved to Salem. Like right after that, maybe two <laughs> weeks later. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, I think I don't know if it was two weeks later. I can't really remember, but we were like together ever since. So, but yeah, yeah. still, still. Yeah. I mean, you hooked uh-huh. him. You hooked him in the blood moon. Do you yeah. think it was the power of the blood moon? Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> what do you think? No. Now, does this moon have a diva cup? What is going on? <laughs> I it, it needed one, honestly. <laughs> Wait, okay. Were you a goth kid? What, what what was your like? Was it uh, like Ed Gorey, like Victorian type stuff? I love like, where Edward Gorey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Edward Gorey. Um, I grew up kind of in loving um, early Tim Burton work and uh, yes. like and the Labyrinth and Dark Crystal. Ah. Um, so Jim Henson, like puppetry and all of that. Um, that's kind of where I where I fell, and then of course like Hocus Pocus and Death Becomes Her. Those are my touchstones. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and then um, Salem itself. Like my my family is from the town next door, but we um, I grew up uh, on the border of New Hampshire, called in a town called Salisbury. But um, my parents always work and have worked in Beverly and Salem all my life, and my mom my mom actually like used to dye the hair of the official witch of Salem, Lori Cabot. She has like blonde and black hair and she worked at a hair salon and she's dyed her hair before, which is crazy. <laughs> um, and I love that. And so ever since I was a little kid, I was always making her bring me to Salem and go to all the shops on the weekends. And then we moved there and it really like uh, that, especially at that time in my life too, it would like just um, help my art blossom more, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, when you cross over into New Hampshire, do they immediately hand you a gun, or what happens? Instantly, there's someone. Yeah, there's someone at the border, and you just roll your window down, and they just give it to you. It's crazy. Extra ammo. Uh, Extra. Yeah. Extra. Mm-hmm. No questions. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I was imagining we had like a. It's like a gun shop. It's like a fast food place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I'll take a Sig Sauer. Can I get extra ammo on that? <laughs> I don't no, know it's what actually that a Dunkin' Donuts. It, it's a Dunkin' Donuts. So they just have guns at the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah. So I'll take a dozen donut holes <laughs> and what do they call them now? I was gonna call them munchkins. munchkins. I'm like, Is yeah, that munchkins. Yep. That seems munchkins. offensive uh-huh. to me still. But I, uh-huh. okay, okay, they're still called munchkins. So mm. Dunkin' Donuts. Donuts didn't go woke. <laughs> you are insane. Oh, but what? So yes, you like to take a dozen cinnamon sugar munchkins and uh, Desert Eagle. Can we please get back? Mm-hmm. Okay, you've already. I, I wish we would. I've, I've exhausted almost all my gun knowledge. So. And it's like we didn't even need the gun knowledge. We didn't even need it. But okay, so. You're already growing up with witchy energy, fabulousness, mm-hmm. mom doing the hair of the witch, right? So we've already uh-huh. got the performance, yes. the streaks. It's like, is in that the, the next house. day mm-hmm. after you're drunk in Salem, you have a little hair of the witch? <laughs> hair of the witch, yeah. What would Just pluck it right off the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think that would be? I feel like it would be like, you just have a little bit of absinthe in your tea. <laughs> yeah, it would need to be absinthe, but then you have to have like, it needs to be smoking, you know, like a little foggy. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love a little, <laughs> a little like atmospheric fog yeah <laughs> absinthe with some dry ice in it yeah perfect <laughs> that's how you get mm-hmm. it yeah but um growing up there were you mm-hmm. what were you what kind of kid in terms of like were you popular were you smack dab in the middle were you saying don't look at me and let me just get out of this unscathed how would you characterize like high <laughs> no school i i never I, I feel like i went through a million phases like when i was probably in like third grade i was like wearing jinkos and uh and tribal t-shirts you know like the tribal tattoo t-shirts and stuff <laughs> and then you know i got older and i i mean i was i i feel like i um I jumped between a bunch of groups. Like I was an art kid, but also like hung out with cheerleaders all the time. Like they're still my really good friends today. And um, I don't know, in theater yeah. kids, like I, I would do plays and stuff like that too. Um, so I was all over the place. But yeah. then yeah. it seems then like you were like, I guess what I'm getting from you both now, just in the way you talk about mm-hmm. yourself, but even then it's like confident. Like you were like, I know who I am. I'm kind of doing my thing. Oh, you know what I mean? Um, like, yeah, but I, I kind of, I don't know. I feel like I, I wasn't out for a while in my life. I came out when I was like 20, when I honestly, Hogan was my first relationship with a male. And so that <laughs> wow. was like when I, yeah, so I had, um, I also came out at that time kind of, which was difficult, but um, so yeah, but I, I think I was confident in, in like a bunch of other ways and also mm-hmm. like probably overcompensating because of that if that makes sense you know yeah were you dating at all before you were out oh yeah i I dated i had relationships with girls and stuff oh but like i mean dating Mm -hmm. guys like are we doing the apps oh no oh no i wasn't hooking up with anyone no okay Mm -hmm. okay yeah i know but then, okay, so, okay, see, now this now this changes <laughs> the story. Now this changes uh-huh. the movie by on, the blood me, mood. What was the story mood. in your yes. head? Well, no, but this idea, because again, someone where you're like, y'all had been talking, and you were basically like, meet me by the mm. blood moon, and then you, right. you you made out, and then he moved shortly thereafter. Great title for something, meet me by the blood I moon. I know, that's very good, I like it. Uh-huh. But, 
but it but that kind of you know the go get them right you being like hey meet me totally is i actually have like another funny detail about the story that sounds chaotic and fake but it's true <laughs> i promise i had i had read my like horoscope that morning which i don't really do that much anymore but um it said something like you're going to do something today that your family like will hate but your friends will like be accept i don't know like something re- really weirdly pointed and i was like what <laughs> But I had already, I mean, and I had already, like, known that I was trying to get him to come. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just very strange. The stars aligned. The, yeah. the moon bled. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what gave you that confidence? Yeah, right? that directness. If you, directness if you hadn't like, had, like, if this is your um, first real relationship. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, I whenever I want something, I just do it. Wow. You know? Wow! See, I'm seeing the toad gals but, coming to life because that's, that's right. also the toad well, that, gals. I mean, they are me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. They, I, yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> that's but that's but like but okay. But were you hooking? Okay, between I'm just trying to figure out like <laughs> like but, out? between uh, coming out and Hogan, were are uh-huh. you dating around? Even if you're not having relationships with guys, yeah. Or girls? Um, no, not with guys. Just I, I had girlfriends. Like I, oh, I've been in a few. Okay. Like yeah, I've been in a few relationships with girls. Whether it be like hooking up or you know, six months. Really, yeah. I don't know. You know, been in, been in some relationships. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. But this was, but this was big. But it's also like you. I don't know. It seems like it's like as you said, when you want something, you kind of go get it. Which I'm like, yeah. Well, now we have to do a follow up interview with Hogan because I gotta see. Uh-huh. Like I'm like, okay, Hogan. Bill set his sights on you. Okay, set his sights sudden, on you. I, said, I put a spell on you, and now you're mine. That was it. I move, I I move the my um laptop slightly, and you just see him hanging in the background with like tape over his mouth, like I have, <laughs> like I have him hostage. No, um, he he actually had also had just per- the condo that I'm in right now. He had just purchased it right before he moved to Salem, and so he they then rented it out, uh, or he rented it out, um, and moved to Salem for like, I think we were there for two years before we came to Chicago. Um, and he, uh, well, I'll let him tell his story obviously, (laughs) but he also felt like sort of the same way where it was like wanting to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. immediately. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Immediately. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is is a mental thing. I think I always do believe I'm like, it's, I think it's sometimes more about wanting to be in a relationship than it Mm -hmm. always is about a, about that specific person but that doesn't but that's Mm -hmm. not meant to undermine that person i just think that wanting to be in a relationship is half the battle you have to be willing to do that sharing and compromising for sure for it to even be the thing you know totally Mm -hmm. because i don't know i feel like you and i have both like because when andy and i met i think we were both not looking for a relationship but i also think it's why it was a Mm -hmm. little rocky to start because we weren't in the headspace of compromise (gasps) yeah (laughs) Oh, well, let me – oh, sorry. I'll rephrase that then because he all, he was like not looking but – um, and sort of like uh, – what did he say? That he's like – he was sort of just like thinking that he would be – he was like, oh, I could just be like this forever. But then when he met me, he said that he changed his mind, you know? Wow, Bill. Uh-huh. Wow, Bill. The power so I don't know. Has. I mean – well, I'll let him tell it because I don't want to be like acting. I'm like, mm, he changed his mind. <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm full of myself or something. I'm really not. <laughs> did you paint him? Because that did I paint oh, him? That, that's powerful. Yeah, that's sexy. Yeah, I like, don't mean like on his skin. I mean like he posed. Okay, for that's you. what I, I'm like. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I've I've done some drawings of him, but he's never like posed. 
Mm. Yeah, I've done, I've taken like photos of him and drawn him though. Mm-hmm. Okay, because mm-hmm. you know, or in those early days, you hand him. A You're sketch. right. No, it is very sexy. Yeah, like uh, Heart of the Ocean with Rose. Mm-hmm. Titanic yep. moment. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a Titanic moment. <laughs> he moved into it. We had a. We were living in a two bedroom apartment with like with uh, two other roommates. So it was a full house. There's no time. There's there's there was no privacy to paint paint him naked on the couch. <laughs> uh huh. It was DJ Tanner, not Kate Winslet. I see. DJ yeah. Tanner. Mm-hmm. He said full house. Okay. Full house. Yeah. I got it. I got it. <laughs> um. Do you have any relationship with therapy? Do you handle your Do you handle your shit? Well, so I am actually in the process of looking for a new therapist. I had one prior to the panty and um I wasn't vibing with it. Um but yes. Mm-hmm. I'm very open to it <laughs> and need it because I'm fucking crazy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why do you say that? <laughs> no, I'm just like I just am I, I don't know. I think everyone can benefit from it, whether you're in a regular good headspace or whether you're going through something like up. I don't know, like yeah. uprooting or an upheaval. So I think yeah, it's good. Definitely. Well, then that's good. Yeah. Andy, do you feel like now we've got a good backstory? I do. To help these people. I do. Wait, wait. How long have you and Hogan been dating? Do we? Did we? I feel like this started in 2018. No, we've been together. Hold on, Hogan. Oh, he probably has his headphones in. <laughs> I think we've been we've been together seven years, but engaged for five, maybe. Ah, I think. Uh-huh. okay, this is mm-hmm. a long. Okay, one. see, that's why I was like, yeah. I was like, in my head, I was like, wait, this is new. Okay, so like, first real relationship, dove in mm-hmm. and stayed in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's huge, wow. and also to be working together. That's why I was so like, I'm like, oh well, you like you hooked up, you're dated around or whatever. Because in my mm-hmm. head, I'm like, oh, totally. well, you need to like, you need to take like little steps before you like dive for sure. into like a a real relationship, but I just made uh-huh. that up. No, but also having you, you had relationships before, so it wasn't that as much as like, I think that right. again, that feeling of like, I'm just very curious about that shift in you in terms of, I want this relationship. I'm going to go all in on this. And also, and I get, I put mm-hmm. this on too, again, creative couples and couples like when you do sort of work together. And as you said too, where it's like you make your own schedule, you're kind of around each other a lot, getting that like, navigating that navigating that need to do your own thing and listen to your own creative voice with also i love you and i want to hang out with you all the time and you're right here and let's just sit on the couch right for sure no i think that um especially because i felt like that was like in our mid-20s and now we're in our 30s and um obviously it wasn't perfect you know up the whole time or anything and i think what's um, exciting and good about it is that we are really good at communicating with each other and have grown to be really good at communicating with each other. And so it's, I think that that's like the key, ba- probably, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would hope, um, <laughs> that we're able to do that and um, also know kind of like if you need time, like check out when you need to check out and take time for yourself and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. Did I answer your question? I, no, you I do did. this all the time where I, I okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, Sorry. I think you're you're much more mentally healthy than either of us. And so we are a little like, wait, what? I don't know How about that. What are you doing? I know. I go, okay, you seem really like kind of calm and together. Uh, make it make sense. I'm like, unpack this for me. Unpack this for me. Because literally, like, when I tell you I see myself in the frogs, okay? Because I'm yes. seeing a brawless oh. woman who said I can't even. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I said, that's That's me? right. Yeah. 
Well, I, once I mean, once the cameras are off, I'll probably be like doing cartwheels around the house. I don't know. I just <laughs> I get I, I I have I have multiple sides. That's probably why I need therapy. <laughs> no, mm, yeah. I'm a little it's manic. <laughs> Ah, mm-hmm. interesting. Diagnosed mm-hmm. or just you feel it? <laughs> Andy is really trying to unpack. I just feel it. You can keep unpacking. It's okay. <laughs> My suitcase is big, bitch. <laughs> I got a lot of different stilettos in this suitcase. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I will insist it's a carry-on when we know it's not. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. You just got back from the Do white Do not check resort. it at the gate. Do uh-huh. not. We don't gate check. These are important <laughs> items. Uh-huh. That's right. That is right. Oh, my God. I'm like the queen. <laughs> I if I refuse it. to gate check, I'll like hide in the back. Do you know what I mean? I don't want them to be able to see Same. Mm-hmm. Like, no. no, you ain't getting this no. from me. You ain't getting this from me. If I was to check it, I would have Because you know it. it's not going to make it. Somehow it's not going to make it. <laughs> exactly. It's like you get to the other end and then they hand you like a stroller. And they're like, is this your item? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, that's not what I gave nope. you. Mm-mm. You'll take it. <laughs> You'll take like the stroller it. just to Try have it. Sell it on eBay. <laughs> Oh, we'll be enough. <laughs> okay. All right. You know what? How <laughs> strollers cost? Andy. Sorry. Go on. I think it just depends. <laughs> <laughs> got a couple hundred, right? It better be a Maybe. good one. Maybe. Okay, you guys, look, we're going to take a break because we got to come back to help you on your emotional journey. All right? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs united healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs no deductibles no enrollment periods and especially no more what-ifs Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. We're back with Bill Krasafi here to help you handle your scandal, honey. Because I know you're going through it. If you're coming to us, you're going through it. That's just a fact. Mm-hmm. Bill, how long were you in <laughs> therapy before before you uh, dumped your therapist, your last therapist? Probably like six months, maybe. Maybe a little oh. less. I'm pretty sure. Oh, so you were just like, yeah. ah, this clown. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it was just a matter of not – it felt like it did wasn't – I don't know. Yeah. It just wasn't getting anywhere. And I, I don't know. I was also, um, it was at that time it was expensive for me. And so I couldn't, Mm. I couldn't keep doing it. Um, which I know that there, I think that that was pre like knowing about a lot of resources that exist, like better help or like, um, not a sponsor by the way, anything like that. I, yeah, exactly. Non-sponsored, but yes. <laughs> Just so we're clear. Um, <laughs> we don't endorse. I mean, it, they, 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 I mean I'm they, waiting. They, they could be people. a sponsor. I'm like, sure. what do you have to say to me? Come on. Sure. You but could, you could bleep it out you. like I said a swear. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Okay, we get questions from our listeners from all over the place. Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, voicemail, Naomi. This first one was not a voicemail, but if they do want to leave a voicemail, what is that phone number? As I always say, 323-524-7839. Now, there's a three-minute limit, y'all, so you got to keep it right and tight. Because sometimes y'all be getting into it, and then it gets cut off right at the good part. So you got to remember your limits. All right. I thought we would start with a, uh, I don't call this a softball, but this is a little more fun. All right. This comes to us from Lynn. Okay. From an Instagram direct message. Dear Andy and Naomi and guest. I'll I'll add that in there. And stunning guest. Uh, Mm -hmm. Bill, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) I love my job as a children's librarian to a degree that almost scares me. (laughs) However... However, some adults ask us to lie about the library closing early so their kids will leave with them. Kids often don't want to go. I'm not comfortable with this, but my coworkers acquiesce, so I do too. Worse, a few caregivers have told their kids that if they don't pipe down, the librarian will yell at or even call the police on them. Fuck that. We are ACAB on this podcast. <laughs> Contrary, so, so I will say this. Those parents. Yeah. A cap. Yeah, they're a mess. Uh, or, uh, <laughs> all cops are parents. <laughs> all cops are parents. That's all it. cops are parents. <laughs> uh, you learn they, something new every day. It explains a lot. It explains a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, contrary to popular belief, libraries are not merely silent tombs for books. I want our library to be a safe space for curiosity, fun, self-expression, and truth. How can I work towards this? Lynn the Lion Librarian. She, her. <laughs> Lynn the Lion Librarian. Mm. Wow. Okay, so Lynn feels like these parents are coming into her job uh-huh. and telling her mm-hmm. how to do her job. Uh-huh. What are your thoughts? Yeah, what do you think? This is hard because I totally get working in a space that closes at a certain time and you having to kind of wrap it up a little earlier to get everyone out the door. Um, I worked in the service industry forever and a, nothing worse than like a coffee shop closing and someone coming in at like the very last second to get something and you're like, <laughs> or a restaurant. Bill. A restaurant's worse, I guess, because it's... Bill, I used to later. work in supermarkets yes. and it's closing oh, okay. time and people would come in and we would like look at them to see what they would grab. And if they grabbed mm-hmm. a basket or nothing, they were like, okay. But some of them would grab carts. And that's when yeah. we knew we were in trouble. And they, yeah, int- definitely. Um, but I do love that energy of wanting it to be a space like that. And I wonder if um, pitching events or like certain, I don't know, little th- things like that can can sort of get them towards that place and get the other employees on board. Mm. I don't know. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. Is I that, think another- does that even... No, that makes sense to me. Like in terms of like, hmm. let's set up some fun stuff that makes sure kids know that when they come in here, it's not a quiet tomb. Is what what she totally said. totally, and they're not going to be arrested. <laughs> exactly, the children cannot think they're going to be arrested. I say, tell the parents no. <laughs> All the other librarians. This is the thing. All the other librarians. You guys are coming up with nice, very nice people. Please, I'm going to say this people pleasy type things. I'm saying be direct mm-hmm. with these parents. These parents are like, hey, I got to get my little rug right out of here. Uh, we got to go to uh, Chili's. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, also, that's that shouldn't be on the librarian. That's on the parent to like tell the kid it's time to go. Thank you. Yeah. Thank the, you. Just, Stop they need using to, me as a tool. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not here to tell anyone how to be a parent, but I just think that you 
you should get your kids out if you want your kids out. Right? Uh, I'll do it. I'll be, I'll tell people to be a parent because <laughs> they need these parents need us childless folks to tell them how to behave. Because the oh, minute no. the minute that their their gametes form into another being, they lose their minds. Uh huh. Go on. What are you saying? They don't. They're they're not thinking rationally anymore. They're only uh-huh. thinking about I got to keep this thing alive. Right. And 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 it's exhausting to keep this thing alive. So they're not thinking about other people anymore. They're thinking about keeping mm-hmm. this their child creature alive. alive. Yeah. <laughs> their spawn. Okay. I, n- I get it. As I, you're I talking about this, I was. It just came to me like, what would keep me in a library if I were a parent? And can they offer like free wine? <laughs> <laughs> could they give the could they give the parents like a little like a little mixer going on while the kids just finish up their their evening or something you know maybe oh, make it an incentive great. for the parents to be there or they could get nude portraits of them painted in <laughs> one of the wings <laughs> you trying to get a job for yourself you try to like I, hey Whatever you know, I'll take what I can get. Hey, Chicago Public Library, you listen. I know. I'm like, yeah, Lynn, are you in Chicago? Yeah. Do you work at Chicago Library? Because we could go to the stacks and Bill could mm-hmm. do some painting. Mm-hmm. But I think these parents need us to to to, to write them, uh, write them in the terms of like they're horizontal, and we have to oh, okay correct them, pick so correct, them up. Yes, yes. And just mm-hmm. adjust oh, their. Oh, I see. Yes, and I see what you're saying mm-hmm. because they're only it's sure. the same thing. Like, look, I get it when I take Mabel out. Our dog. I'm focused, Our dog. I'm focused on Mabel's survival. Okay, Mabel will Absolutely. eat garbage on the street if we don't stop her. Okay, right. Uh, and mm-hmm. She will eat things that will kill her. Okay, I get mm-hmm. that. Children do that. Although I'll say we're more heroes than parents are, <laughs> because because dogs never get out of that. At least children get to a point where they're like, oh, I shouldn't eat this glass or something like that. <laughs> Mabel will never mm-hmm. from birth totally. to know, death. I she know. will always just want to eat glass or something. Right. Okay. All right. At least your children will figure things out at some at some point, whether what what age, whatever. I don't know. So I'm saying, uh-huh. I'm saying, I think you should uh, look. I think that actually the wine is a great idea. Yeah, wine, something, some snack for the parents. I know there has to be a budget there for like you know maybe bit. yep. You have some cheese yeah. and grapes sitting in the in the faculty. I was gonna say faculty fridge, whatever, right? Uh, that you can pull out and put on a little tray when when it's also getting, couldn't uh-huh. it be a thing PM. where like. Where there's like a donation bucket where all the parents that are always there can like throw in a couple dollars and then once a month they, you know, they basically are paying for their own cheese board. I love that. Community, getting the community into it. Because I think that's also part of the hesitation, like why Lynn and the other librarians go along with the lie. Because again, these are people they're seeing Mm -hmm. all the time. They don't want to ruffle feathers. For sure. But it's like, but this is it. It's like, okay, if y'all want to do this and this is what we do. I think there's another thing too where it is, you know, I'm sure obviously the hours are listed and like listed on the door, right? Maybe put them somewhere else, like right by checkout, just so that mm-hmm. and make it one of those things where it's like, I'm not lying for you. This is the information. Because I just say it's like right. you tell your kid we have to wrap it up in half an hour or be ready to Absolutely. go. Yeah, my parents never had a problem saying, like, hey, we're going. <laughs> like, get up and go. Uh-huh. Same. My mom would probably just leave and forget. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have an, one of my childhood nightmares is being lost in like a Walmart <laughs> and Eugene Levy chasing me. <laughs> Wait, why? Yeah, and, why? Yeah, I don't know. Eugene Levy and Splash specifically. And so I was always a panicky kid that if I, I'm like ready to go when she is. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are you, you know? a panicky adult? Is this 
This is what you're dealing with. No, no, I'm I'm actually everyone around me is panicky. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually pretty like pretty calm about most things. Mm, you seem it. You seem <laughs> but like I you're feel the like common presence. Oh well, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. I'm. I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Hogan. Hogan is a lot more calm, like in normal life, than I am. But he panic. Like he has panic attacks and things. But I. I just. You know what? How I feel like I just don't because I don't know. Yeah, I'm adjusted. In that <laughs> with that, I was. Um, I was. It was like shock. Th- shock therapy. Being like <laughs> looking for my mom in the stores and things. Yeah. So now I'm just like, oh, whatever. Right. There was a time when I was younger, there was a, cause I would, uh, my, I would get my clothing shopping done very quickly. And then we'd be like Burlington uh-huh. coat factory or something like that. And then it would take nine years for my dad to take my sister for shopping. And mm-hmm. I would be hiding. I would eat, read for a long time, get bored with that. And then hide in the, Oh, you know, in the like round in the, things. Yes. yes. I love hiding s- in those. At some point, at some point I would realize that uh, I don't know where they are. That's that's mm-hmm. the panic moment. Yep. Well, I I learned early on about the um, customer service desk where they call them over the intercom, and so we'd call. <laughs> I'd always be calling my yep. mom over the intercom, and she'd come up to customer service shaking her head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've I don't know. Experienced that many a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Tammy. Um, what were you? Sorry, we got no, so no, no. I'm not. I'm, I'm in it. I'm just like I like you know, Lynn. I love that you love your job and you care about this. And I think that you being like, I don't want to be complicit in these lies. I think it's like putting those that signage out and just very firmly saying when the parents like, can you say that we close soon? No, I don't want it. I don't want other children to be confused simply for your child. Mm-hmm. Damn, but I can't because that's a nice way to say it without being like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I think totally. You do, you do that, and then uh-huh. I think it's like you can offer like. I'll make an announcement that, you know, like in 30 minutes, people need to bring their books to the front. You know, you can do stuff like Mm -hmm. that to close it up, but you're not going to be like, we're closing. Also, like it's a B Dalton. Absolutely. Totally. You know, the bookstore we all know about now in 2023. (laughs) The one that didn't close like 20 years ago. Um, Yes. And then, and then I think it's also, um, you know, you can't control how a parent talks to their kid. So it can be frustrating when you hear someone saying like, they'll call the police on you. You can't do anything about that, unfortunately. But if a kid comes mm-hmm. to you and says, well, the police come, if I, whatever you say, absolutely not sweetheart. You know what I mean? Like you just shut that shit down and leave mm-hmm. it for that parent to fucking get out of that lie. You know, totally. don't let these people take your fire. You love your job. You love teaching children how to read with half of these people, half of the grown folks in the world don't know how to read. Ste- keep doing what mm-hmm. you're doing. Yes. Unless I agree with you, yeah. A tight-lipped white lady calls the police. They're not coming. Exactly. No. Exactly. Like, no, uh-huh. no. We don't allow that here. These black children are experiencing joy. Can you do something about it? Absolutely not. You're banned from this library. I would do that. Can you ban the parent but allow the kid? Like, it'll be like, you yes. can drop them off, but you can't mm-hmm. cross the threshold. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Yep. <laughs> That would be the dream. Okay. That would be amazing. It, do we have another one, Indy? Sure. Why don't we do... Okay. Ooh, voicemail. We love it. This is a voicemail. Hi, Naomi and Andy, an amazing guest. Uh, I wrote this down, so if it sounds like I'm reading it, I absolutely am. <laughs> uh, I have a kind of rough question to ask. Uh, my girlfriend died two years ago, and it's really been hard to move on since. 
What's making it harder is that my girlfriend's ex-fiance loves posting on social media about their life together and suggesting that they were soulmates and basically erasing me from the narrative. Something that's important to know is that when my girlfriend was with this woman, she was very closed in in a lot of ways. She was in Mississippi in an active addiction and had not fully realized that she was non-binary. And yes, non-binary, but she still used she, her pronouns up until the day she died. She was also in uh, recovery the entire time we were together. I never knew her in active addiction until I found her. I know it doesn't really matter in any serious way, but how do I continue to hold her memory alive without telling this woman to go scratch? I don't want to be the negative one in this situation, but it feels like a complete fuck you to what we had. Any advice would be much appreciated. I absolutely love this podcast, and your advice would be so helpful in this situation. Thank you so much. Bye. Mm. Oh, honey, I'm sorry about your girlfriend. I'm very sorry. sorry. That's, you know, very, very rough. So I'm sorry that you have had to deal with that. So just to clarify, make sure I'm hearing it right. Like our our caller was uh, with the girlfriend at the time of her passing. And yes. this other person is from the before. Yes. That's what I'm interpreting it as. Yes. And the, sure. the her girlfriend's ex is posting on right. Instagram. The ex is still being like right. for yeah. clout or something. Mm-hmm. I... I take I think that it's important that ever like to know that everyone's grief is so personal and I th- if it were me I might just block or mute that person to not cuz it tr- it's a trigger obviously and you want to hold your memory and in you know how important you know your girlfriend was to you and your girlfriend certainly knew that and so I think that just tell yourself like make sure you keep telling yourself that because getting angry or upset from someone else it's just it's not like i don't think it's helping you a little well or i mean i don't know yeah right no maybe i I don't know yeah just very that's how i personally feel (laughs) me <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, this is good. Because really uh, in my head, on the, I'm like trying to think of like, um, you want vengeance? Vengeance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I, they have their own thing, but like, I don't know if a. Just think about Naomi. If I were to pass away, okay, and one of my girlfriends from college started posting about me. It would be like, what the fuck? I would, but I do, but it's what I, I fully, I interpreted the same way you did, Bill. Like, I agree with Bill, this idea of like, this person, this is how they're dealing with their grief. And as much as it excludes you from your partner's narrative, you know the truth of your time together. Mm-hmm. And you have to chalk this behavior up to this person being sad. And this Absolutely. is how they're dealing with it. And it's like, and I agree. It's like, don't even look at it. Don't even see it. Don't like, it is block it because this is, this is this person's process for dealing with this mm-hmm. loss. And it actually isn't about you, even though it hurts you. Like, right. I don't think this person would, is trying to offend you. I think they're just totally. themselves. Oh. But it's also totally okay to be upset, like to have yeah. a gut reaction over it because I, I totally understand that. I would probably feel the same way, but it's just very, I think the situation sounds so tragic and difficult that whatever you can do to make 
you know, help yourself move, not move on, but uh, cherish your, the memory of your girlfriend and feel, you know, good about it with not having like any negativity like that take, take over you. That's because that's not fair. Right. Right. See, I, I took know. it as offensive. <laughs> I took it as someone, as someone manipulating the truth of the situation for their own ends. Cause this mm-hmm. is the thing I see this. I, it's not like I'm like, um, I was going to say obscenely online, but it's not, it's not like I am, you know, constantly like I've seen, I, you know, I've opened TikTok once in the last like month or so, right? And for uh-huh. about two minutes and I'm like, nope, I'm too old. <laughs> but like, so I'm, I'm not, you know, looking at this stuff, but it seems like there is a, I don't want to say generation, but there is a, a segment of the population that puts a, a certain version of themselves online in order to get attention and that's what i read this as is that the ex-fiance was doing this in a way because why else do it right but it's because they're hurting i think they want attention sure but i think they're and they can want attention for a myriad of reasons but i think it is like i lost this person a couple years ago and i still feel bad about it rally around me Facebook, you know, wherever you put the, wherever you put the information. Totally. And this could be, that could be their form of therapy in a way too. I'm not trying to dismantle your idea, but (laughs) I, cause I I do know, but I, no, I, I honestly, I mean, my head goes there too sometimes because anyone could be doing things like that for that reason. Um, because I'm sure there are people who do that constantly, but I, I like to look at it on the other, in the other way, just because it's, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Death is so like that's heavy and takes so long that I hope that it wouldn't be for clout. I hope that if it's a clout Mm -hmm. post, it's like, oh, like weird little outfit videos or something or something (laughs) that like is, you know, fleeting and doesn't really matter. (laughs) But I mean, I guess people, people have done weirder things. Right. There was a, this is the thing that like first got me to start making TikToks. Sorry, I, I mm-hmm. paused there because I'm just like, yeah, because you you're like, I, I you're, know what you call them. Now you sound young. I was making TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we saw there was a whole genre of TikToks where people were like weeping about some awful thing that happened to them, and it, they would not. They would just be there looking at the camera, kind of weeping, and mm-hmm. then. Whatever like their story was would be in, yeah. t- in the text. The text would be over their sad face, and they'd be like sad music, and it was literally like it would be the most heartbreaking things. You know what I mean? Like there was one where uh. she's crying and she's holding like, looks like a teenager, and it's like my daughter just came home from rehab, and I hope that this time will be different. Like it was a lot in a TikTok. Oh. And it was like wow, millions of like likes, which is already feels weird, right? Like everyone's like yes, yeah. I, but of course, I like people, your trauma. I like your yeah. Oh I wow, I like your trauma. That yeah. is exactly. Ugh. It was that, oh, see, that I is also, the internet now. Oh, uh-huh. I like your. trauma. I don't frequent TikTok, so <laughs> that trauma looks good on you. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I also, I mean, as you can tell, I guess I don't go on TikTok that often either <laughs> because I've never seen that. I thought at first. Um, the way you were talking about it, I thought it was going to be like a Bella Hadid trend because she did this like series of photos of her crying and it turned into like memes on Twitter, like any little minor inconvenience you post her like with the <laughs> tears. And so I was like, oh, maybe it's something like that, which is like taking it away. It, it's like turning it into something else like the Internet always does. Um, but that is 
that's interesting. Very. <laughs> yes, wow. yes. It was insane. A neutral way of yeah. putting it. But it like it made me, I'm just like, this is sick. And so I started making versions of that are very uh, dumb yes but it would just be be your (laughs) face saying something but then like dumb text yes the dumbest Uh text possible and me just like weeping in the back crying can you cry on command no i can look like i'm crying oh (laughs) okay good enough for the that'll do (laughs) (laughs) do. but but no this is again like you know this is frustrating this is so annoying but the Mm -hmm. the but the most annoying part is that there's nothing you can do about it Meaning this Absolutely. is what this person is doing, whether it is for nefarious reasons or truly I don't know what to do with my grief reasons. And either mm-hmm. way, you got to say, bless your heart. It's one of those where you're just like, I- babe, either, either you're hurting or you're attention seeking. And either way, go with God. I cannot help you. I know what my relationship was. Totally. And um, I just wanted to add that if they have a speaking relationship, like if she's ever met the other, the fiance or, or anything, because obviously she's seeing this on social media, so they must she must follow her in some way or I don't know. Um, I wonder too, like switch switch it up like what if you switched it up and ha- tried to have a conversation about the memory of your girlfriend maybe like a private message mm. or something maybe or do you think that that's getting too messy if you or just it like try, like tr- making it yeah i don't know i was I trying to I think of, of like too. make it like a positive like hey you know i'm hurting too and uh like i sending love like some even if it's not a trying to get into like a full conversation just like a little whatever because you never know how that will make you feel well that's nice though that's like a that's one of those like opposite action things right like you feel terrible so why don't i do the nice thing and that is a way you can sort of say like hey i see that you're hurting too you know but that's but i think that's also like nice without saying let's get into it and adjudicate whose relationship was more real it's more like right yeah Yeah, that's not yeah yeah totally I don't know. I th- I thought of that too, and Maybe. then it struck me as more like a Nick Hornsby novel or something like that, <laughs> where the two mm-hmm. exes of someone who's passed away meet online over something, and then they become best friends or or something. Start falling in love, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. But now it's its own. Yeah, it, it's frustrating, but yeah, you can't let that Hornsby or Hornby, Hornby, Hornby. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but I think yeah, it's very um no. So I know what you, I know what you mean. It's tough though. But yeah, this person is on their own thing and mm-hmm. uh, yeah i don't think this we, is the internet's fault do you know what i mean like this is because we live in a world where now you yeah. that's how you can express what you're going through by putting it for anyone to see at any time yeah yeah and i there are days where i get mad 10 times a day when i open the internet and see a stupid post about something i'm like okay I have time to put my phone down <laughs> you know like it, it's just it's go- going to be all over the place it's horrible that it's something uh so triggering and tragic that you're seeing all all the time um but unfortunately unless you block them that's what you're going to see yeah or mute you can do a mute because that way it won't be as dramatic but we can see totally they won't won't know they won't see see a mute you're right that's the one we can do too they'll figure out a block probably for sure yeah yes but they won't unmute Mm -hmm. yeah yes that's look in this household we mute unless it's (laughs) unless it's an awful person we block them but if it's a then we block just someone you don't want to see you mute them in this household we believe black lives matter science is real and you should always mute (laughs) (laughs) i love it (laughs) yeah um I can't think of any better. I that it I just comes down to a mute. It just comes down to a mute and turning it over to the Lord, Henny, because people are in it. Mm-hmm. People are in it. It's the justice mm-hmm. of it. I know you want justice, but you can't. You cannot. Like this person is doing what they're gonna do, and it's like you just have to forget about them. As mute them. 
post your own sad TikTok. Do not. Andrew, <laughs> you're trying to be too vindictive. <laughs> That's what I live my life in. Do you see what I do with Bill? I'm Old Testament. You, <laughs> I'm Old Testament. I knew. When him and I were um, when him and I were emailing, I'm like, oh, I know he's messy. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you were messy. I love it. <laughs> I I want. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. In my own life, very clean. But I sit there and rebel. Little no, rumble yeah. stiltskin. Want other people to be messy. The little dramas. Yeah, yeah. Sit there, eat uh-huh. popcorn like Joker in that GIF. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And we all know what GIF I'm talking about. Joker in mm. that GIF. Yes. We're all very young mm. and online. <laughs> As you can tell by Andy saying I do TikToks. <laughs> so, hey, look. You know what? I know lots of old stuff. I also uh, watched the uh, Ariana DeBose. Uh, BAFTA performance. Yes, BAFTA Absolutely. performance. So uh, you know what? Incredible I know. queen. I can reference Humphrey Bogart. I can reference Ariana DeBose. Um, not never... Humphrey Bogart. You can reference B. Dalton books. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's like, who's ever picked B. Dalton? You say Barnes and Nobles or Borders. That's it. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Anyway, I like B. Dalton. Bill. 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 Yes. Thank you. Bill. Thank you, for, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. This was a true delight. Thank you for and a gift. Me. How do you feel? Oh. Have, you, have you done podcasts before? Uh, yes, I've done one other podcast before. Oh. I feel great. I hope that it was okay for you. Was it okay? It was a delight. Oh, it was a dang delight. You know, we just want oh. you to feel comfortable, you yes. know? But, I well, feel we're great, people yeah. Pleasers. We just yeah. want to make we sure just, that you Well, I get nervous same. when I'm around an artiste. <laughs> Why? I don't know. There's something about specifically like that ability that feels like it's such a special gift. It has a real touch by an angel yes, element to yes. me. I know what For you're sure. saying. The ability to sort of take it. Because like, I, I've always loved drawing and painting and everything. And I just cannot uh-huh. do it for the life of me. Like It's like my brain mm-hmm. sees it, but my hand can't do it. And so people who have that, I'm like, <gasps> how do you walk through the world? How do you see it all? It's art, it's art, it's art. <laughs> right. Because we're clowns. Right, we just get up and like throw pies at each other. Right, I'm a dummy, and it just feels like that's just its own. Like you also, too, also you went to FIT, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Yes, I went you, for fashion design. Yeah, you've uh-huh. got it all. Like it's like there's so many things. So I just get very, and I'm like, well, I, I hope he realizes I, I I'm kind of creative too, even though I may be a <laughs> uh, bit of a fool. Uh, are you you're talking to like number one fool? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that. Uh, I'm also a clown. I throw pies at Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? That visual art touches into or can touch into high society in a way that we can't unless, you know, like the one chance is to be on the Kennedy Center honors or something like that. That's the closest mm. that we reach into high society. And so there is that kind of you have the ability to be in a museum, whereas every time we go into a museum, a docent kicks us out for goofing right, around. Right, right, right. It's like, be quiet. Be quiet. We're going to call the police. Yeah. <laughs> you have to leave yes. here. We're closing early. Be quiet. You have to leave. <laughs> We're closing early. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah. But you're, right, a, yeah. you're a dang delight. We appreciate you being on. And listeners, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And we will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.